Hello and welcome to Reality Roots with me, your host, Hillary. Hope everybody is having a good week. I'm not there yet because I'm recording this from the past, but I hope your week is going good so far and I'm happy that you could be here with me once again or for the first time if it's your first time welcome I'm going back 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 for Sylvia Brown on Montel why I don't know I just (laughs) it just felt right and watching it made me feel like we need more Sylvia Brown in 2023 that (laughs) I don't know why. I think it's comforting when things are really uncertain to feel like somebody out there has information, (laughs) like any information on the world or what it all means or all that stuff. Sylvia Brown, I did look up because I just wanted to (laughs) keep one one straight fact for you guys. Uh, Sylvia Brown did pass away in 2013, about 10 years ago. And I miss her. I wish she was back. I don't know. I always have a complicated feeling about Sylvia Brown. I'm really against cold reading as a concept. I think it's rude to take advantage of people's grief. I I don't know, Sylvia Brown. I don't know. I guess it depends how much you think she believes her own bullshit, right? Like, If she genuinely believes it. She also, I would say, does a pretty... I mean, at least what we see. I have no idea what she does outside of the Montel show. But I get the impression from from how her and Montel talk to people that they do a lot of grief counseling, basically. Kind of maybe in a spiritualism sort of package. (laughs) And... I I guess I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with grief counseling and I'm fine with, you know, I don't want to say sugarcoating, but, you know, making the grief counseling the most palatable for the people that need it so that they will listen and absorb what you're saying. But sometimes she says some really crazy shit and I'm like, Sylvia, I... <laughs> I don't know. Or it's just, it's the way when people ask her a question and she's like, uh, mm, I don't, uh, Frank. (laughs) Sometimes I look at her and I'm like, well, I could do that. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Especially at this point, like, okay, this episode is there is Montel's finale week, which was in 2006. So we're out of the nineties. I just, I just wanted Sylvia Brown so bad. And it is, I think important, like an important moment for Sylvia and Montel this finale week so I'm happy to step outside of the 90s this week to talk about it but yeah at this point in her career (laughs) there's a lot of people coming up with questions that are actually answers like you can I can see what they want you to say so it's it did be easy to just spit out the answer you know they want to hear I don't know. I but I mean if that's what they want to hear, <laughs> you know. I know um or they, I don't know, it came up. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about other I feel like I am allowed to talk about other podcasts. If you 
uh, are looking for something else to listen to and somehow you found this and not that. <laughs> it's amazing. But uh, sister, oh gosh, what is it called? It's the Sister Wives podcast with Ace Fanning. But I know they've mentioned before, you know, it's so, it's so funny how people are like, you know, I... I wasn't sure, but I talked to God and he said, yeah, I, I should buy the Lamborghini. So, I mean, if that's what God wants, you know, like, it's like I think you just wanted to buy a nice car. I think we can all say it like, oh, you know, I don't know. It's just funny how God seems to, seems to always come up with the answer that we actually wanted. Right. Similar Sylvia. <laughs> uh, that's fine. But I don't know if it, helps people make that last step I don't know maybe people should just take accountability for doing the things that they are going to do and what they want to do I don't know like I said Sylvia Brown it's like she has such a weird way of pulling me into a rabbit hole where I'm like well maybe I believe it and then I'm like no that can't be right and I'm like but maybe I don't know I feel like I'm a big flip-flopper on Sylvia so let's get started and see how many times I can flip-flop back and forth in an hour I don't know if it'll be an hour um, I feel like the notes are a bit short, but we'll see. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it. And you know what? It's summer. So if I take it easy on myself for a week, I think we're, we, I think we can all be good with that. Please be good with that. So this, as I said, it's Montel's finale week, 2006. He's been on the air for 17 years, 3,200 episodes. Now it's ending. Very sad. I, it feels sad. I don't know how you even go into a week like this as Montel and, you know, keep up the energy to have a, I mean, Montel is a very high functioning person, obviously, but I don't know. It'd be hard. It looks hard. It looks like he's, I mean, it looks like he's feeling it. You just obviously was a big part of his life and meant a lot to him and it's over. So that's a bummer. Montel, we start on stage with Montel because it's the finale week. I feel like we got a little lot of different shots of Montel. <laughs> um, so Montel is on stage in this super low lighting that's like looks very dramatic. Uh, it's you know it's finale week. It's Wednesday, so it must be farewell to Sylvia Brown. She's been here for all seventeen years, and anytime she's here, the audience goes buck wild. He didn't say buck wild. <laughs> I don't know. I never know if you guys are going to know <laughs> when it's my words. And when, obviously Montel didn't say Buckwild. He said crazy. Now, kind of a, a cut, I guess, to Montel. Now he's backstage in the editing room. And he tells us again <laughs> that she is the longest running guest in daytime television. She's been here since 1991, he says. There's a lot of conflicting things because, first of all, 2006 minus 17 uh would be was that like 89 I think that's 89 but it's it's I think the show started in 1991 so that's confusing and then like it's not that he says 17 years and then you know adjust that he must say 17 years about 46 times <laughs> before we're done so and it definitely said 2006, so I don't know where the math was on that. It's <laughs> weird. Um, and then also, he's like, she's been here with us since 1991. And then we see, they show us 
you know, the video, the video, the clips of her first appearance, which is listed by them as January 6, 1992. 1992 to 2006, I think it's 14 years. I just don't know where these extra years are coming from, but it's, it's fine. I guess it's not really that big a deal. Uh, in 1992, on January 6th, yikes, uh, <laughs> that episode was called Your Fate and Fortune, Psychic predictions. Ooh. Now, 1992 Sylvia Brown, her look kind of has a transformation. It's mostly her hair, <laughs> which is really just an update from 90s to, I guess, 80s, 90s to uh, 2006. The 90s Sylvia, or 1992 Sylvia, has that good old floofy teacher hair, like... <laughs> Classic rubber stamp teacher, floofy hair. It's all on top. It's a lot of volume. She's got too much eyeliner on, and she's got this black and silver vertical striped blouse. I know I said this on the other Montel Sylvia Brown episode, but if you missed it, what I always think of, or for, I don't know, to most of my life, how I thought of Sylvia Brown is her nails were super long, and her hair had the most amount of hairspray with it. And as I watched it, like, in real time, right, in the 90s, it was like, oh, there's Sylvia Brown. Her nails are really long. Her hair doesn't move a lot. And then within maybe three or four years, her nails had become so long and her hair had become so hairsprayed that I swear to you, I watched her hold her hand a foot away from her head to scratch her hair with her foot-long nails and when she did, her whole hair moved up and down, up and down with the scratching. It was such a sight to behold. I'm sure I'll never forget it. But I can never, I mean, I don't know, there's not really good, there's not a lot of good Motel episodes on YouTube. But I, I haven't been able to quite get to that Sylvia. That must have been like a 96, 97 Sylvia but we're not quite there yet. Even in 1992, it wasn't quite that bad. Uh, Montel asks her, like in that, in that flashback, when she first realized she was a psychic, and she says other people say they knew when she was three, but she herself wasn't aware until she was five. I guess that makes sense, because you don't know anything when you're three. It seems even weird at five to know that, but just because you're not... Just because you don't have any self-awareness, I don't think, until you're probably like six or seven. I don't know, maybe girls have more self-awareness, but it just seemed like young, I guess, to be thinking about what makes you different relative to other people. And Mattel, anyway, Mattel asks her, what was your first realization? And Sylvia says, I told my mother that my father was having an affair. I wanted to know if that was when she was three or when she was five. That wasn't clear. Sylvia has the best way. Actually, again, I don't know if Sylvia believes her own bullshit or not, but I think definitely part of what makes her successful at this is her ability to give very short answers <laughs> that are specific to the question being asked and not really stepping out of her lane, I guess I would say, or trying to preempt questions that haven't happened yet <laughs> and that was kind of the first class like the first one of this which is like even that was kind of a long sentence what was your first realization well I told my father my mom or I told my mother my father was having an affair 
and that's it. Like, she doesn't elaborate. <laughs> She's just like, you asked me, and now I'm telling you. So flash forward to now, we get, like, a, a talking head of Sylvia. We get a few, actually. Uh, this is the first one. We, she says, we all want to know the same things. And then this weird thing happens. So she asks a question, which is like the general, like, this is what everybody wants to know. And then we hear one or two questions from the audience. Here's what she asks. She's like, how am I going to do in life? Am I spiritually okay? Does God love me? Am I forgiven? What's my next job? And I'm like, yeah, those are those are questions that we probably pretty much all want to know. But the questions from the audience that they've interspersed are barely, if at all, related to the general question that they follow. So it's like, how am I going to do in life? And then someone being like, what's my spirit guide's name? <laughs> it's like, that's not... Okay, like, <laughs> it was really, really hard to connect the questions to what... Um, what she was setting up. I don't know, especially if she's been on this show for 17 years, which is, I guess, 13 or what did we say, 14 years. Um, they must have had so much footage. So I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, they must have had thousands of questions to choose from. I don't know why they couldn't find some that were more relevant. They probably could have found it. They probably could have found specific clips of like Sylvie being like, "Oh, we all want to know the same thing. Does God love me?" And someone being from the audience being like, "Does God love me?" <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know why we had to stretch so far. Uh, anyway, one of the also okay. A lot of these, as I kind of are going through them, like a lot of the clips they show are from 2006. Like are from the same year that we're watching. I would have been kind of annoyed. If I was a regular viewer of Bontel in 2006, I would have been like, I don't, I just watched this this year. Show me something from like 1996. Haven't seen that for a while. <laughs> that would have been cool. I don't know. It's like they have some clips from 92 and I think maybe a couple from like 96 and then everything else is 2006. It's a really weird choice. I feel like it's some lazy editing or like they did, somebody didn't want to walk to the archive room <laughs> physically. <laughs> Maybe that was it. They were like, no, this is, oh, I'll, okay, we have to go down for the first episode, but I'm not digging through all this fucking footage. Like, <laughs> uh, So this first January 6, 1992, there's some flashbacks from there. Somebody's like, again, what kind of job am I getting in about a year? <laughs> Probably could have tacked that on to the what's my next job question generally, but whatever. Um what kind of job am I getting in about a year? And Montel's like, oh, wait, 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 I'll take this one. First of all, the kid is obviously wearing like a college thing where it's like, you're obviously going to graduate in a year. <laughs> because what I can, you know, again, I'm not a cold reader, but I can kind of infer that <laughs> based on the available information. Anyway, and yeah, Montel, so he's like, wait, 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 I'll take this one. And he like puts his head on the guy, puts his hand on the guy's head and like closes his eyes, like he's doing his dance. And he's like, um, Burger King? <laughs> Joking. Uh, also from that first January 6th, yikes, 1992, somebody says, when will I get married? And Sylvia says, well, you will actually have two women in your life and you will settle for the more voluptuous one. And Montel asks, oh, does, like, are they already in his life? And Sylvie's like, no. No, up to now, his love life's actually been pretty shit. <laughs> it's like, rude. Uh, but they laugh. You get the laugh. 
an audience member in 1996 who is gorgeous says I want to know what's going to happen with my future maybe with respect to my love life or money and Sylvia's like uh not that I want to negate your love life but the sin the money situation is going to be way better the audience you think she'd be I don't know what you think her feelings would be but she's like Ooh, <laughs> she's psyched. And Montel picks up on that too. And he's like, oh, she's like, ooh, more money? Oh, fuck it. I can buy love. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. My, a lot of this is kind of funny. Back to Montel in the editing room. Let's learn more about Sylvia's life. Sylvia says she grew up in a middle-class family in Kansas City, Missouri, and at three years old, they told me I knew who was coming, who was going to ring the doorbell, and then she says, remember like, I don't know, five to ten minutes ago when she said that the first thing she did was um, tell her mother that her father was cheating on her, or that was said he was having an affair? Now she says, well, at five, I was sitting on a couch facing two of my great-grandmothers because in my family, we live to be so old. (laughs) Okay, Sylvia, humble brag. And she says, I saw their faces run, which scared me to death, not knowing at the time until my paternal grandmother, who was also a psychic, she's like, thank God I had her, said that that means that they're going to pass over to God's house, is how she put it. And within two weeks, they were both dead. And she says, that wasn't exactly a great way to be introduced to my ability. And I was like, it's not, but it makes for a better story than the affair story that didn't really pan out earlier. She says, and then she says, this other, okay, so when she was five, her paternal grandmother, who was also a psychic, told her what it means when you see people's faces run, that it means they're going to die soon. But then she says, well, when I was younger, I wished that I could shut it off, this ability, until my grandmother told me I could dim my light before I knew that it was always on. And I was like, hey, grandma, how long did you wait to tell her that? (laughs) Because it sounds like you knew that she was psychic when she was five. And you are psychic. And you didn't think that that was like an important piece of information to pass on early. (laughs) It seems like... Seems like it'd be the first thing. I don't know. Maybe she didn't want her to dim her light too early and like snuff it out. I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to ask her, I guess. She's obviously long dead. Anyway, Sylvia said before she knew how to dim her light and it was always on. She didn't want to be in crowds of people because she'd pick up everything like a headache, a death, an affair, just too much bullshit. But now she can dim her light so she can function in society. So... It's a good explanation in case you were wondering. Sylvia says that she is the only person, I guess they've had a lot of psychics in her family, but she's the only person who ever got tested psychologically. And at some point her grandmother asked her why she was doing all this, like going to psychologists, I don't know, doing all kinds of tests. And she was like, I don't know, we could be 300 years of schizophrenics. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like Maybe we should check. And I was like, Again, I don't, I never know what level is reality with Sylvia, but that makes sense. And then they found nothing, (laughs) I guess. Sylvia, they said, (laughs) the report she tells us came back that Sylvia's very normal. (laughs) It's like, okay, calm down. Like, I don't know about that. 
All right, but she has something very paranormal happening. I want to see the receipts. She said in that, again, I don't know. There's a way that mm, <laughs> my intuition for some reason when Sylvia, as she's doing, she's like, I went to all these psychologists and I could show you the reports where they all say I'm very normal. And like, and I was like, so show it. Why I, <laughs> when someone says I could show you the receipts, just show them then like I why what's the, I don't care like I <laughs> I don't care that you say you have them I want to see them or they're useless to me I I don't know makes me a little distrustful of what she's saying but okay she says well at 71 years old now you know I've been doing it for 53 years professionally if I didn't have passion for it I'd be dead by now Everyone that has seen me in concert, in concert, I, oh, okay, in concert or talk to me on the phone will tell you I'm very enthusiastic and when I get to a point where I don't feel that anyway, feel that way anymore, that'll be the day that I quit. Now we get some clips. They're all from 2006 and again, not at like, this finale week is in 2006. I don't know when... I don't know when these seasons run, but these are like these next three, no, these next four audience questions that we see are September 27th, 2006, September 13th, 2006, September 20th, 2006, and then September 20th, 2006. So you guys couldn't even go like six months back to find some clips that might have been relevant. You've obviously gone maybe a month. Uh, the first one is, were, <laughs> so stupid, were either of my daughters important in a past life? My reaction to that question was, we're all important. Like, what, what does that mean? Everybody is important in their own way. I guess she meant like famous or something like that. But then Sylvia takes the opposite approach and says, no, neither were any of us. I've never found anybody important. I've been doing this 70 years. 53 professionally. Lie, because you've been alive for 71 years. So, the, okay. <laughs> Since she was one, she's been doing this. But only 53 years professionally. She says she's never found George Washington or Marilyn Monroe or anybody important. <laughs> like Again, we're all important, but I know what you mean. And I do appreciate that she doesn't take that line of bullshit of like, oh, you were so-and-so in a past life. No, you weren't. Like, she's like, what are the odds? Obviously, none. Like, you were, no, you were Joe Schmo from Brixton fixing fucking toilets. Like, <laughs> of course, no, you weren't important anymore than you are now. Uh, the next one was, my father passed away in 1996, and while babysitting my three-year-old granddaughter, she walked up to me and said, I'm your dad. And she tells me about things that happened to me when I was a baby. I, I always want more. I always have six follow-up questions, I feel like. But things like verifiable things about you when you were a baby? Or just things about babies? Because if, if, if she walked up and was like, oh, you cried a lot when you were a baby, I'd be like, mm, okay. <laughs> but if it was like... One time you pulled a blue book down and read it to us and we were amazed. Or like, you know, that would be evidence, baby, but I don't know. 
but Sylvia says it's true and it's a recycle effect. We don't have a lot of those, but this is one of them. Montel asks if the candle loses as she gets older and Sylvia's like, no, no, not if she keeps asking. And Montel's like, wait, so there's this kid walking around like thinking she's someone else? And Sylvia's like, no, she knows. <laughs> okay, and that's it. We move on. Next. <laughs> uh somebody else my son has this my son has told me that he was a doctor before and sylvia's like oh yeah oh i'm writing a book about that right now it's like about her son being a doctor or about what like what does that mean no i can't i don't know sylvia says he was a doctor in the old west we see this keeps coming up a lot (laughs) There, it's like in Friends when, what is it, Rachel only knows colonial times or whatever. And so she's like, oh, this is also from colonial times. It's like, there's at a certain point you gotta come up with new times to talk about. Uh, Anyway, this kid, I guess, was a doctor in the Old West. And she's like, ask him about that. Ask him if he didn't ride around in a horse and buggy. You're not leading him. He'll tell you. And I was like, it kind of sounds like you're leading him. Then say to him, what was his name? And the audience is like, I think at one point he said his name was John. And Sylvie's like, yes, yes, yes. His name was John Vincent. But don't you dare tell him that. Let him tell you. And I wanted to follow up with that kid, I guess. I don't really want to follow up with kids, but I, I want to know how that panned out. We're not going to find out. Next, who was I in my last life? Again, you were fucking nobody. <laughs> In your last life, in your very last life, she says you were uh, um, uh, a saloon keeper, like Gunsmoke Kitty. <laughs> Just like, is that what it's called? And the audience is like, w- was I in the US? And I was like, you dumb idiot. Were there a lot of saloons outside of the US? Like, of course. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, like in the Old West, like Dodge City, you were like one of the girls. Well, or no, she said, you weren't, like, one of the girls, though. You were, like, you were the madam. Everyone laughs in the audience. is like, okay, thank you. I think my mother will be happy about that, I guess. Well, now editing room Montel sets us up for some funny moments. So I don't know what we've had up to this point, if those weren't the funny moments. Somebody says, well, last time I was here, I asked if I was going to marry my boyfriend. And you said yes. And I was just wondering when. <laughs> Montel throws a joke and he's like, uh, Saturday at 2.30. Like, what the fuck do you want? And he's like, probably not until after the first year. And I'm like, great prediction, Sylvia. I think I, think I could have, maybe I'm psychic. I think I could have probably again assume that most people don't get married to people until they've been dating for over a year especially when they've been told to by a psychic oh we got one here from 2004 so i'm guessing there was a videotape that was mislabeled and ended up with the 2006s somehow so somebody found it (laughs) they said do you see anything good in my love life uh hasn't been good so far (laughs) And Sylvia was like, uh, I know, uh, his name is, uh, uh, Frank. You meet him at some kind of thing. You go with a light haired female to a dance hall and meet him. And they're, and the girl's like, so, oh, okay. So should like, I get ready to go out on Saturday, like this week or like 
when <laughs> everybody laughs. But Sylvia, like, super rolls her eyes. She actually looks pretty annoyed, which I found, like, relatable, I guess. I don't know. Sylvia's here for a quick one or two word answers. Don't ask follow-up questions. <laughs> Montel's like, oh, Sylvia, what's his phone number? Could I have that, too? Like, they're making fun of people for, like, asking too much. I guess. I don't know. It also seems like a good way to deflect from the fact that you don't have answers to the follow-up questions. All right. We're back to 2006 now. The next one, two, three, four, five questions are from basically September 2006 through to November 1st, 2006. Okay. Um, somebody, oh, these are the funny moments, remember? She says, am I going <laughs> to, Sylvia, am I going to make it in the movie business? And Sylvia's like, no. Next. <laughs> uh, hi, I just wanted to know if and when I was going to get married. And Sylvia's like, never. And it's a bit of a laugh. I think she was kidding. But then she's like, oh, I had to tell someone about the other day. And I guess Montel was there because he's like, fuck, that was so awkward. Like, that was terrible. <laughs> and Sylvia's like, oh, I know, right? But like, don't ask Sylvia if you don't want to know. Well, and then she's like, to this person who asked this time, she's like, I don't know, like four years. She doesn't say, I don't know. She's like, eh, in about four years. Uh, the next person says, Sylvia and Montel, I love you, big fan. And Montel, your fiance is a very lucky woman because you're very hot. Always have been. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say to someone's face, but it's true. My question is, I know I'm going to win the lottery because you came to me in a dream and told me I'm going to win the lottery. But my question is when? <laughs> Sylvia's like, honey, no, you're not going to win the lottery. Maybe you had a dream about me because you wanted to win the lottery, but no. Like, I, I, again, is it part of the act? Like, it, I don't know. I get, if she just told people specifically exactly confirmed everything what they wanted to hear, I feel like that would, I don't know, we'd all just be like, well, that's bullshit. I don't know. She really walks the line, Sylvia. Like I said, watch me flip flop back and forth on my feelings. I feel that there's some, oh, this was good. This one was good. I was glad that they included this. <laughs> I feel there's someone that's with me. They follow me. I feel them inside my body. When they do that, I can't talk or move. I'm paralyzed. I feel like I'm talking and moving, but nobody seems to hear me. And Sylvia's like, you have to go to a doctor. Nobody has that. Nobody has anybody inside of them. No, you have to go to a doctor. You have a problem, and I'm not a psychologist, but you're getting into something serious called disassociation. Nothing to do with the psychic or spirit world. You need to go to a doctor. <laughs> well, again, probably a liability issue for Sylvia, but I am glad that she was like, no, no, that's not a thing. You should go to the doctor. That's bad. That's bad for you. Uh, next up. I want to know the relationship that I'm in now. What's the future for it? And will I have kids? Sylvia's like, no, it's not going to work. And then he'll find someone else and then he'll have kids. Again, that seems like a pretty, pretty reasonable <laughs> prediction. Uh, gets a bit of an awkward laugh. And Montel, who's standing in the audience for this, is like, you know what? You just, you take her out to lunch when this show airs, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Your girlfriend? It's awkward. After a quick commercial break, we're finally on stage with Montel live. Montel, listen, I understand that it's finale week and I understand that you have to keep hammering this home, but when we come back from commercial, Montel, he just 
he he mulls over again how unique it is. For 17 years, this has been the main place that Sylvia has been interacting with people. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Sylvia Brown in a beautiful flowy yellow and black blouse. It's nice. And she's got a new book to plug. It's book number 42, she thinks, which is a lot. Prolific writer, Sylvia Brown. This one is called Temples on the Other Side, How Wisdom from Beyond the Veil Can Help You Right Now. And then Montel's like, girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Just maybe, I don't know if you wanted to co-author that, just tack an extra word into the sentence. So this book, uh, we're told, is to help people who are becoming more spiritual tap into what's on the other side and what you can really do. You don't just float around. Sylvia says you can go to the Hall of Messengers and talk to Jesus or the Hall of Remembrance or the Hall of Reconnection. So if you tap into that, like it will connect you spiritually or like something like that out of Montel. This also is a, I don't know, a bone to pick, I guess, with Sylvia and her ilk is that I do believe that we all have like an internal, I don't want to say landscape, like an internal, we have places that we can go inside of ourselves that I'm on board with. Do I think that Sylvia has, uh, you know, constructed for herself or discovered or however she got there? Do I think that she has an internal hall of messengers where she can talk to Jesus and an internal hall of remembrance? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Those are great things to have. And I think they probably do help her spiritually. I don't know that all of those halls look the same for all of us because it's something you have to kind of build or discover within yourself. So I, it does kind of give me pause when people are prescribing their own uh, spiritual solutions onto other people just because I suspect that it probably would look different for every single person, but it's fine. I have been thinking, like that book, the, I don't know, I have been thinking about it. I was like, maybe I should buy this book. We'll see. Maybe I'll buy a Sylvia Brown book. If I read a Sylvia Brown book for Patreon, I wonder if people would subscribe to that things to mull over let me know if you'd like that definitely hit me up montel goes back again 17 years ah which isn't 17 years <laughs> 14 years whatever i said he touts this i don't know he kind of makes this he makes a couple points here i guess he touts this as being one of the longest running talk shows and i was like maybe at the time it was but since then you definitely got beat out by jerry springer for sure beat out by Maury and I think even Dr. Phil because he references Dr. Phil later and this farewell was 17 years ago and I think Dr. Phil's still on the air now so uh, yeah definitely definitely Dr. Phil's outdone or outdone him I question mark in terms of length of show anyway has <laughs> outdone Montel uh, and then to build on that, he thinks that Sylvia must have had the most appearances on any talk show ever. This is, He points out, this is the last audience they'll sit together in front of together like this. Montel asks Sylvia how she feels and she says it makes her sad because she loves him so much. <laughs> and he's like, I love you too, but we won't break our bond. And she's like, I know, but it's the end of an era and that's always hard. 
I do believe the love between Sylvia and Montel. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't know if Sylvia buys her own bullshit, but Montel definitely buys Sylvia's bullshit. So let's do it for the last time ever. Hmm. They start out talking to a lady who lost her 12-year-old son Daniel 10 years ago, and it's the saddest fucking thing I can imagine, and it made me cry uncontrollably when I watched it, so I'm not going to talk about it because you don't want to listen to me fucking sob uncontrollably for 10 full minutes. More than anything else, Montel and Sylvia really did some really good grief counseling with this lady. Like, more... I mean... It's sad what happened. It's sad what happened to her. What could a psychic say? Like, what could your 12-year-old even say beyond the veil? Like, it's just shitty. I don't think any amount of any... Oh my god, I'm going to cry already. But they do... They actually do legitimately good grief counseling. Like, she's so upset and Montel's like, has... At some point, he's like you know, but what's the point? Like, she's like, oh, I just feel like my grief gets worse and worse every day and it's 10 years. And Montel's like, okay, well we have, we have to get in front of this. Like you can't just keep feeling worse and worse and worse and worse every single day. Like it's not, um, feasible. (laughs) It's not feasible for your life that way. Like let's, let's try to work on this that we can turn it around and, you know, get you out of that. Which was good. And I mean, not just Montel, Sylvia too. Like, they're both really helping her with her grief. And we get into that, like, you know, why? What does it mean? Or who did this? Like, was it God? Was it the universe? And Sylvia's like, it's it was his time. That's all. Like, we don't... Oh my God, listen to me crying. <laughs> it was his time. And there's nothing we can do about it. And it sucks. She also makes a good point about the selfishness of grief which I did find is interesting she said she was like yeah it's selfish but like all grief is selfish like and Sylvia talks about her dad and she's like yeah I miss my dad so much I know he's in a better place but I'm like fuck why can't he be here with me and I was like yeah like that's again obviously Sylvia as much as she's a psychic I think she's primarily maybe a grief counselor and maybe that's why I don't hate her as much as I hate I don't even hate Sylvia I, I don't have the same feelings about her as I do most cold readers because I do think she is trying to be helpful in her own way. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But anyway. So before we get into all that, she gets started with some warm-up questions. Will my son find a line of work? Okay, I can't ever... It's stupid. <laughs> I can't hold up these questions. Too many questions. Will my son find a line of work he can stick with? Me and my husband have lots of financial problems lately and we're wondering if it will get better. And then Sylvia's like, oh, who hasn't lately? This has been such a tough year. And I was like, Sylvia, it is 2006, so strap in, girl, because it's about to get a fuck a lot worse. Uh, Are there any children in my future? Then we meet Dorothy, and again, I'm not going to go over it, but she did also bring Sylvia flowers, and that was nice. Uh, After she's done... An audience member with terrible lip injections says, Last year, a full-blown angel appeared over my daughter's photo and also handprints on my living room wall, footprints on the rug. What's all that? And so it was like, angels. You just said it. Like, <laughs> angels. She's like, angels roaming around all over. You got about six of them. And then they're like, oh, could you tell me my spirit's guide's name? And she's like, yeah, your spirit guide's name is, um... Lena. Okay. An audience member who kind of looks like Judy Greer, but she doesn't sound like Judy Greer. 
And she's got a haircut that looked really cute on her, but I'm 100% sure it would look terrible on any other person. It's short black, and it's, like, kind of blunt, but cut up at the length around her ears. It was interesting. Anyway, she wants to know what her future husband's name is, and Sylvia (laughs) says, your future husband's name is Justin. And his members like Jesse, and she's like, no, Justin, J U S T I N, Justin. It did sound like Justin when she first said it, but Missouri maybe. I don't know. And said the, the the girl's like, oh no, okay, thank you. Montel's like, wait, what the fuck? How do you know? You're the one asking, and the the lady's like, thank you. And Montel's like, wait, 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 wait. So if a guy walked up to you on the street right now and asked you out and his name was Justin, you'd say no. That guy could be a billionaire. He could be the nicest guy in the world. And just because his name's Justin, you're going to say no? And then she's like, well, I've been in a relationship for nine years and we love each other very much, but he hasn't asked me to marry him yet. And Montel with these big eyes is like, oh, okay, well, guess what, honey? (laughs) So stupid. I don't know why you come. I don't know. Just obviously, she really, really just wanted to hear back reflected at her what she was asking, but okay. Somebody else says, oh, Sylvia, I always feel like there's someone watching me. And Sylvia's like, yeah, your spirit guide. <laughs> I have a feeling she wants to like throw all her 42 books at people sometimes and be like, listen, assholes, do the research, then come ask me a question. Because <laughs> I've already answered a lot of these questions for you. Montel points out, because apparently they were talking about this before the show, that a lot of people come to Sylvia to validate what they already think. <laughs> and he's like, well, if you're so psychic, then, like, you shouldn't be here. Sylvia's like, yeah, why ask me? Like, lots of people are like, no, and I'm like, okay, well, why are you asking me? And I have never related more to Sylvia ever before in my life. That is the story of my life sometimes like <laughs> Will I be successful in my career? I like I know I have potential, but where do you see me going and will I be successful? Sylvia's like performing arts. And they're like, Will I be successful? And Sylvia's like, Yeah, in performing arts. I just said. <laughs> they're like, Oh, because that's what I'm already doing. And Sylvia's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why tell a psychic anything, right? Up next. Well, up next, I guess I'll just say it. Because they do a lot of these up next and give us half the story and then we come back and hear the rest of the story. It's fine. Up next, a mom thinks someone is trying to communicate through her son. She says one night, she never says how old her son is, but she says that one night after she put him to bed and went to sleep, she woke up to him screaming bloody murder in his crib. That happens. She says she took him out and then he slept on the couch and he's been sleeping on the couch ever since. And he describes some person that maybe I guess coming in and out as a dark man and also kind of unrelatedly (laughs) uh, there's a lamp in her bedroom that keeps turning on and off randomly and she thinks maybe all of this is her husband's grandmother and her question for Sylvia is what's happening okay the lamp I watched enough was it not oh I almost said Ghostbusters was it like Ghost Hunters I just feel like I used to be really into a show that I'm pretty sure was called Ghost Hunters that seems like the kind of thing where I'm like, mm, maybe we check the wiring on the lamp. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> if nothing else, if the other thing with the sun and the dark man hadn't happened, would you think it was haunted or would you just think your lamp was fucked up? Questions. 
Sylvia explains that this lady's house used to be a mission or like a place for monks where her house sits. Like maybe it wasn't her house, but maybe it was what her house sits on. And her son is seeing a monk. And she's like, maybe the grandma comes and goes, but no, he's seeing the monk. And you got to tell this monk, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're of a religious order. Go home, figure it out. (laughs) I'd like to talk to ghosts that way. Montel suggests doing some research to see like what used to be there, you know, kind of, I don't know, fact check that, I guess, to see if there really was a mission or something there. And then I assume, because they keep saying Abby, but I think they just mean like an Abby. Because I'm pretty confident there haven't been any Abbeys. I guess there must, are there nuns? There must be nuns in the United States and abbeys for how long? I feel like it would still be there. Anyway, I think it, I think they mean like a mission and that made kind of more sense to me. And then he says, oh, and, but also I don't know how you would ever fact check if there used to be a house that was used for missionaries on your property. (laughs) Seems like a big ask. They, he also says to like get a picture, um, or get a book with a picture of a monk and just like leave it out laying around and then see if the kid notices and is like, Oh, Hey, that's the thing that I saw. Um, and they put a lot of emphasis on that kind of thing and not leading the witness, just like leave it out, see what happens if they pick it up for themselves. This lady's like, yeah, I want my couch back. (laughs) I I understand that. Sylvia's like, yeah, you tell him he won't, like this dark figure won't hurt anyone. He'll go in now. She does mention, not Sylvia, but the mom mentions that it's kind of weird because the living room is like this big, huge open space. There's like a lot of dark parts. I was like, okay, humble brag. (laughs) Big living room must be nice. But he's happy to sleep there, but he won't sleep in the bedroom. This fucking fly. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but there's a fly buzzing around pretty much just my mic. Sylvia clarifies, or I guess specifies, that it was the monk's prayer room. Like, the kid's room was the monk's prayer room. And that's why that room is an issue. And then Montel takes a weird turn where he's like, because see, it might not be like your house specifically. Your house is sitting on land that's like four or five hundred years old. And I was like... (laughs) I think it's older than that like <laughs> maybe you just mean maybe it, that has been occupied for four or five hundred years even still there were um aboriginal people too anyway we're done with that so let's move on next am i making the right decision changing my major in college <laughs> so there's like yes again am i making the right decision so you've already made the decision so yeah then they're like oh should I stick with the other thing on like as a side thing and she's like no uh somebody else every time I go to my brother's home my sister-in-law says you're surrounded by angels is that true and Sylvie's like yes absolutely it's a shame she isn't (laughs) rude on sister-in-law who's not here I mean it is a shame why do angels surround that guy and not the sister maybe if I read a book by Sylvia I would understand that next My husband passed away five years ago of colon cancer. I was wondering if he had any messages for me. And at the end of her question, her voice breaks and she's like welling up tears, which is sad. And Sylvia's like, he really, he really fought it. Like he, he wants you to know he really, really did fight it so that he could stay with you. And that's not to make you feel bad. It's actually a really beautiful thing. And also he says he likes the way you keep the cards. 
I'm gonna cry. See, it's like kind of sad, but again, it's just kind of like grief. Like, I don't know if her husband says that or not behind the grave, but or from beyond the grave, but I think that's probably helpful if you're grieving the loss of your husband. I'm crying. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but then he says he likes the way that she keeps the cards, and this doesn't connect with her in the moment. But Sylvia is very insistent. Something about these cards. Uh, somebody else says, my father passed away suddenly about a month ago and I wanted to know if he had any messages for me, my mom or my brother. So he's like, yeah, he comes around like nine o'clock every night, fucks with the lights just to show you that he's all right. <laughs> okay. Next. The next person starts out with A lot of these audience members are real kiss asses too. I leave that out. But a lot of them were like, I just want to start by saying you're the most amazing human. <laughs> okay. Yes. But like, or, okay, I get that. But we've heard it. We don't have to hear it every single time somebody asks a question. <laughs> uh, thank you both for your wisdom. Do you see any profound changes for me in the next six months? And Sylvia's like, yeah, a move. That's pretty profound, right? A move. It's good. <laughs> So now Sylvia is going to do some one-on-one, no, <laughs> they say she's going to do some one-on-one uh, readings, but she's going to do one, one one-on-one reading. Maybe they just didn't <laughs> put it like that. Um, okay, again, first, is, <laughs> nah, it's sad to watch people go through grief counseling. First is a woman whose daughter passed away exactly a year ago. And she's like, what a coincidence, eh? Like, I knew it was, like, such a thing. And then this is being filmed. And Sylvia was like, no, there's no coincidences. And your daughter had big, beautiful eyes and wavy face and, like, a heart-shaped face. You, mm, We knew this woman was coming, right, Sylvia? This is where I'm like, I can't. I can't believe you. Even if it is real that you're psychic in this moment, I just can't. Because I know you had the opportunity to know this in advance. And she says she comes in right behind you. The woman talks about her daughter going through a breakup and she was like really depressed. She thought that was the one. We find out her daughter was in college and I was like, didn't we all? Uh, Sylvia was like, no, it wasn't depression. Like it was more just grief over the relationship. And the woman says apparently the daughter came home for spring break. And then the day after she went back to school, I guess she, they, they found her. Um, passed away and she was on sleeping pills because of the depression and Sylvia confirms for her that it was accidental you know sometimes you don't know all what you're on she says and she's like is there anything I could have done and Sylvia's like no it was an accident it was charted that way there's nothing anyone could have done and the lady asks about her other two kids and her husband will they be okay and Sylvia says yes and her daughter will always be with her which is you know that's not bad like if you're going to a grief counselor and that's what you get that's great. I just, anyway, like, I don't even have time to just flip flop so much. Um, so an audience member is like, which one of my grandfathers is watching me 24 seven? First of all, Sylvia's like, nobody watches you 24 seven. First of all, she's like, no, no, I know. But like somebody's here and she's like, well, there's a heavy set one watches you a lot. And he's like stocky, broad faced. And they say, well, also when he died, this is I don't know what she meant. She was like, also when he died, I went over and slept on his bed. I felt like he was on top of me and like I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I was wondering what was going on with that. Like he was trying to, I was trying to be with my grandmother or something where I was like, Whoa, that was weird. Uh, Sylvia says, no, that wasn't him. That was you coming back into your own body. And Montel's like astral projection. And I was like, well, Montel has been doing the required reading apparently. And then they're like, that happens to me all the time. And I was like, sounds like sleep paralysis 
to me. I'm not a doctor or a psychic, but maybe go to a sleep clinic, check that out. Somebody else is like, what direction should I take with my career? And Sylvia says, property. (laughs) Pretty vague. Somebody says that they had a premonition in December 2005 that something would happen to their mother. Nothing I can do about it. And then she was killed in a car accident in February 2006. I will never accept that. And I want to know why or how, who, life, God, the universe. (laughs) I think think Sylvia kind of says like to to teach you to learn to let go like that there's yeah there's I don't know there's purpose I guess in losing someone the audience is like well do you see me doing anything with like victims (laughs) Sylvia's like yeah you'll start a foundation for victims and I was like again I kind of feel like you had that (laughs) from the way you were asking the question and they ask uh Sylvia if her mother felt any pain and Sylvia's like no didn't even know what hit her Montel Ask, I guess we're done with audience questions now. Montel asks Sylvia, what's next? Which is a funny thing to ask a psychic. Uh, she's got a farewell tour. She says she still does her salons at the office, which is like a group of people come and we just talk all day. Just girls. Uh, she's also going to Vegas for some kind of residency. I don't know what that's about. Sylvia says... What I do want to say is I can never thank you enough, not only for letting me on the show, but more important that most of you don't know is being my friend. And he has been my friend through divorces, problems with my children, illnesses, through everything. And I wouldn't trade one inch of his fingernail for most of the people I know because he's just that good of a person. God bless Montel. (laughs) He really is a good person. Now, we've got about two minutes left, and we're right in the fields of goodbye, and Montel tears up big time, and he says, it's really hitting me big time. In the last week, we've been doing our farewell shows. As we're taping, now this will be the last audience we'll do together as the Montel Williams show, and he's like, you guys don't get this. This is 17 years never had never been a guest like this I was invited into your homes and then this is like Dr. Phil was a recurring character on Oprah for like three years before he opened his own show but there's never been a recurring character talk show guest like this for 17 years 14 straight and he says there was a time we only had you on for like maybe three or four weeks a year and people were demanding more I've had people walk up to me the last few months saying, you know, there's going to be a void in my life when the Montel Williams show is gone, but I don't know what I'm going to do without Sylvia. And Sylvia's like, well, people say the same to me about you. And Montel's like, well, let's, you know what? Because I know that I don't have to go out without you. I don't have to wonder what will happen without you because you and I will always be as much in contact as we've always been. And Sylvia's like, oh, I'd hang on to your pants sleeve if I had to. (laughs) He kind of did on his coattails, but (laughs) none of that in this uh, feels teary moment. Montel's like, I think, you know what, maybe let's just walk. And he stands up and puts his arm around her and he can barely speak because he's so tearful and they're both (laughs) just eyes full to the brim of tears. And then they just walk off stage together and it's over. I mean, what could you say? End of an era. It was really, really was an end of an era for all of us. And this is the end 
of this podcast episode. And although I'm sure it wasn't as meaningful as 17 years of a daily production, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you'll come back next week. If you have a really, really, really quick second to do a one-time rate and or review and or subscribe, I would super appreciate it and thank you very much if you've already done that. If you would like to connect with me, you can reach out to me on Facebook at Reality Roots Pod, which is a profile, or you could email me at realityrootspod at gmail.com. Love hearing your feedback, so definitely don't hesitate to send me all your thoughts and feelings. I hope you have a great week. Okay, bye.